Martin! Martin! Jobber Talk with Martin! Jobber Talk with Martin! Hi and welcome to the uh, Earth R edition of Jobber Talk. I am your host, Martin. We would highly recommend that you would please turn off your lights in the room that you are listening to Jobber Talk right now for the next 60 minutes or for the duration of this episode so we can simulate the awesomeness of Earth R. We'll do this episode with the lights off so we will raise awareness for the Earth. No, we're not. That's stupid. Anyway, hey, back to normal. Hi, I'm Martin. Welcome to Jobber Talk. And I have a uh, special treat for you guys. Right now, I'm flying solo. Sadly, we can't get John due to a scheduling conflict and uh, basically the logistics issue of me bringing this damn mic around. Anyway, that aside, we will be talking about the results of PWR Live, Manila Madness, my thoughts... And a special uh, Earth R Earth Day profile of one of my favorite NXT jobbers. See, let's be specific. He's not a jobber, but he jobs mostly at NXT. CJ Parker. PWR Live Manila Madness happened last March 5, 2016 at the Tandwai Covered Court in Lagarda Street, Manila. And let me tell you, me and John had a uh, swell time going to that venue uh, for me to f- personal accomplishment of riding the MRT and LRT2. Personal goals set aside. The first match of PWR Live Madness at the Tandwai Covered Court was the Part 2 match of Rhetoric Mahaba and James Idol Martinez. So let's run down what happened in Part 1. Idol wins. End of story. So Part 2, here's the second chance of Rhetoric to get his first win of PWR at the expense of James Idol Martinez. Sadly, things will not go that way because James would, you know want to not wrestle because he already defeated Rhetoric Mahaba. So he chose either Bernardo or Chino with an eeny meeny miny mo. Originally it was Bernardo who was supposed to be scheduled to be uh, facing Rhetoric, you know Bruno the big guy. However, Idol pulled the fast one on us and got us Chino instead. So it's going to be the Golden Boy versus Rhetoric Mahaba. The fans in attendance really gave it to Chino, giving a F.U. Chino chant. Uh, I can say the F word here, but I'd rather not. So let's fucking forget about that. Whoops. Anyway, the match was very nice. Um, we saw some good offense from Rhetoric. Chino used the network's help, basically, here. Like, idle distracting Rhetoric, Bruno choking rhetoric on the on the side of the ring while the ref's back is turned sadly in the end it would be chino who loses because he missed his gold digger curb stomp finisher that's how it's similar to the curb stomp of seth rollins so here's the deal rhetoric grabbed ginto and sent him down with his papa powerbomb move Sadly, Idol broke the pinfall attempt and the referee gave the DQ decision win to Rhetoric Mahaba. So we finally get 
Redrick's first win in PWR. However, his uh, victory celebration would be short-lived, if ever there was even one, because Bruno Bernardo attacks him from behind while Redrick was busy looking at Idol or about to, you know, kick his ass. The network lay a brutal beatdown on uh, Redrick. One would be the gold digger and then the pay-in and he got laid out. But hey, for me, I'm happy Redrick finally had a win. Although it's DQ, I really hope he gets a real win, like a pinfall soon enough, because that don't do him justice. Uh, the big guy needs a legit win, a pinfall win, a submission win, even from the Jackley. That would be cool. Speaking of cool, guess who's back? Canto Terror. The Mandaluyong City Saint is back, baby. And his partner was Mark Di Manalo against the El Trabajadores, Los Trabajadores, basically the two guys with masks. So Uno and Dos had a huge task ahead of them, getting a win against the seasoned team of Beer Promdi. Their plan was to isolate Cantaterror, which kind of worked because A, Cantaterror still has some ring rust, quote-unquote, and B, he can't seem to do a suplex. Either A, because he doesn't have the strength enough or the beer enough in him, or B, Maybe Uno and Dos have some cement boots and are working really, really hard to use them to kick some ass. Uh, I like the dynamics here because uh, the Trabajadores really came out strong here. Even though they're the ones slated to lose, they put up a fight. Which is kind of nice because most of the time it's like, I don't know, from their match against the network, from their match against the machine, it's like, they do get offense in, but they still get their ass kicked most of the times. Here, it's like, it's an even offense. Uh, so I'm happy that they're getting a spotlight here uh, outside of the real spotlight, which is Kanto Terror's return. The ending here was, you know, Kanto Terror getting the hot tag in for Mark to Mark DiManalo. And Mark DiManalo was a house en fuego and kicks some butt. He uh, finished things off with a spear to one of the Trabajadores after Kanto Terry delivered his Lakastama elbow mat thing to the face. And yeah, after MDM got the pinfall victory, all four men shook hands in the ring, just like what they did before the match. So there's some sportsmanship here going on. Uh, for me, I want to say welcome back, Kanto Terror, and congrats on the main show status for the Trabajadores. They they earned it for me. I think they really earned this. So I really hope they have a good future ahead of them in the next few shows of PWR and not be stuck in pre-show and will be at the main shows. Be it losing against Apocalypse in a two-on-one match or something nice. You know, I hope it's something nice. Speaking of masked competitors in Apocalypse, it was Sandata versus Apocalypse. Now, if you remember our predictions in uh, the last episode, we really had the deck stacked against Sandata because even John and myself picked the Apocalypse to ruin Sandata's winning streak. However, Sandata got the victory even though it was a uh, count-out victory. Sandata now has a streak of two straight wins going into the next PWR event. What I can say about this match is they made it an even match. It was Sandata going fast off the gates, delivering some kicks, delivering some offense against uh, Apocalypse in the corner. He backed him in that corner until Apocalypse gave him that big boot. 
I, I'm glad they're giving Sandata a good push here. Um, I really hope something well happens here afterwards. I, I don't know what the trajectory is because compared to Apocalypse, we know he's gonna gun for Kanto Terror who cost him the match, who cost him to be counted out. Sandata, maybe a rehash of back Sandata? I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe something else. Maybe he'll be helping Rhetoric fight off the network. Though it may not make sense right now because they have yet to encounter Sandata within, you know, canon, quote-unquote, canon matches. Okay, so the next match is one of my favorite matches of the night. It's the tag team match player. It features the royal flush of Brian Leo and Main Max taking on JDL and Ralph Imabayashi. Uh, this match was uh, kind of nice. You know, it showed yet again the chemistry of all four guys here. Here's the fun part here. It They were already sowing the seeds midway through the match of Ralph and JDL going splitsville after the match. JDL was about to tag Ralph in, but Ralph had to leave the apron because he was chasing, uh, you know, John Sebastian with the stick with that uh, Singapore cane. After JDL being attacked by the said Singapore cane, and then Main Max tossing it to Ralph a la Eddie Guerrero, and the ref admonishing him for that cane. So what's an angry young guy as Ralph would do? Well, he would go out of the ring and chase the hell out of John Sebastian and cane him, you know, any way he wants to. Poor John Sebastian. That really hurts. That looked like it really hurt. You're the champ, John, for taking those shots. Anyway, let's go skip fast forward to the finish where the f good guys were getting a comeback. Where Ralph was, you know, kicking ass of Brian Leo, of Main Max doing his uh, patented corner. You know, he was doing his patented corner attack of doom. And JDL gets back in the match again. He helps out Ralph. Ralph grabs JDL's opponent with his uh, classical Brian Leo. JDL sets up for the kick, super kick, but he misses. He hits the face of Ralph Imabayashi. And things go south for Imabayashi, the Leon right there. JDL was about to apologize or was about to talk to Ralph about the miscue, but Ralph wouldn't have it. They did a shoving match and they went nose to nose. It seemed like the tension was there. You know, I can't wait to see how this unfolds in the next match that they'll have. Cause I feel like in Revolution X, remember, a, um, JDL has the path of gold. He will face currently the champ Brian Leo, but, but Ralph Imabayashi has yet to cash in his rematch clause, you know? So I feel there will be a triple threat match. It's gonna be Imabayashi, Leo, JDL, and I can't wait to see that match. Speaking of triple threat matches, we have the PHX Championship match right now for the main event, and it's Ken Warren with Joey Bex versus Panzer versus the MyPW Extreme Division Champion Bombay Suarez. So it's Papa P, Bombay, and Ken Wa for the main event, and it was a great matchup. I saw two flaming hand chops. 
by Bombay on Panzer and on Warren. And that was nice. We saw Panzer de- delivering his Panzer strike twice. Sadly, on the same face of Bombay. Speaking of faces, uh, Ken Warren really took Panzer's face to a beating. First, there was the kick to the face in the corner. Then there were some punches. Guys, guys, when we say not the face or wag sa muka, please wag sa muka. Panzer has a moneymaker, guys. Don't ruin that. Okay, man curse aside, the ending of that match saw Panzer delivering a beautiful frog splash on Ken Warren. And he was about to pin him. But speaking of caning yet again, John Sebastian came in at the ringside area and delivered a Singapore cane to Panzer. They were chased off. Bax tried to attack. However, he got misted in the face by Bombay. Bombay turns around, grabs Ken Warren, connects the bomb shelter. He pins the PHX champion for the 1-2-3. And the ending saw Bombay Suarez raising both titles up in the air. That's the PHX championship and that is the MyPW Extreme Division Championship. So we now have a guy who has two titles in PWR and that's Bombay Suarez. Now, I know... John and myself got wrong on this uh, prediction. I said Warren, he said Warren. However, I would like to remind you of the, this little clip right here. I'd love to see Bombay 2 get two belts in one time, at the same time, right? I mean, he has the Extreme Division and then he'll have PHX. For me, that's the dream. Yes, that's the dream. And baby, dreams do come true because Bombay Suarez is now holding both the PWRPHX Championship and the MyPW Extreme Division Championship. That's the dream, baby. And congrats on Bombay Suarez for winning that title. Now, storylines aside, matches aside, it's time for me to talk to you about the setting and the location of PWR Manila Madness. Now, the Tanduay Covered Court is different from the usual place, I Academy or the MCS Arena. No, the problem I see in the location is A, the parking, so it's gonna turn off or throw off the people who wants, the people who wanna drive to this area, but there's no proper parking spaces. Unless there is, but I couldn't see it that time because of the neighborhood. And yeah, the neighborhood, it's not safe per se at night because it's really, really in Manila, as in the heart of Manila. Third is maybe the time between PWR Live and PWR Vendetta. We had two weeks lead time. That's that's true, but that's not enough time to promote the location because originally it wasn't even supposed to be here. It was supposed to be maybe somewhere in Laguna, Calamba, I think. Yeah, if if that's wrong, I'm sorry, guys. I, I'm really bad at remembering locations. So yeah, those factors aside, I guess that's why it had a low turnout. Regardless of the low turnout, I like the fact that the performers of PWR Live Manila Madness still gave it their A-game, still gave it their 100%. You know how that makes me feel? That made me feel uh, in awe. That made me feel happy that I was there watching it live. Regardless of the location, regardless of the start time, regardless of how, how I was fearing for my life after I left the event because it was late at night. Thank God I wasn't alone there. Like I said, I am so proud of the men and women who 
are part of the PWR organization for pulling off that show, regardless of where it is and regardless of the turnout. As uh, Speaking as a performer, not a pro wrestler. Okay, I'm not a pro wrestler. But I know the feeling when there's a low turnout, where there's less than five people, less than people you can count with your one hand. But you still have to give it your all. Because you have to make them feel that it's worth watching what they're sitting through. Even though it's just them. And that's about it. So congrats guys. And thank you for still putting on the show regardless of how much we were. And right now let's uh, switch gears and go to our main jobber talk topic. Our spotlight today features a former NXT jobber name of CJ Parker. Technically, he's not a jobber like he doesn't lose every time in NXT, but his certain gimmick that time outside two big wins against Savior Woods of the New Day were mostly losses. This is a very timely gimmick cover or timely job or quote-unquote profile of CJ Parker, the eco-warrior. Before this iteration of CJ Parker, he was in NXT, like, since the debut of NXT. He was even in the opening video of NXT during 2012. Usually, he'd lose to matches against bigger competitors, just like Leaky or Roman Reigns, like other people, Haibo Dallas. Let's just say... He tends to lose, period. And then he had this little run when he became this hippie guy who's like psychedelic and stuff, who would be facing Tyler Breeze. These two had a feud, a small feud, with uh, the winner being... With the winner being Tyler Breeze, you know, Mr. Gorgeous himself. So after his feud with Tyler, he went on being this eco-warrior gimmick. First and foremost, he would be berating the fans, saying they were wasting this planet Earth. There's no uh, plan B, you know, stuff like that. He would usually lose right now to main roster guys against Cesaro, The Miz, and even the great Kali. And then he was usually used as the jobber guy who'd give momentum to new people or Recently debuting NXT guys like Mojo Rawley, you know, the hype man. After his loss to the hype man, he did get that uh, streak of wins against Xavier Woods. But he would lose again at the next, you know, NXT tapings against former NXT champion Adrian Neville. At NXT TakeOver, at NXT TakeOver Fatal 4-Way, the... Debut, yet again, of someone, Baron Corbin, would not be going to the favor of CJ Parker because he would be jobbing against the Lone Wolf. Then again, he'd be losing to Corbin yet again, and he would also lose yet again to another debuting guy named Kevin Owens at NXT TakeOver R Evolution. And yet again, he'd have... Another NXT TakeOver loss at NXT TakeOver Rival after he got beaten down by Solomon Crow. So basically, his jobber profile, eco-warrior CJ Parker, usually has matches at NXT TakeOvers, but he'd lose to debuting people, or recently debuting people in the case of Mojo. 
And that's about it. His last match in NXT was against Hideo Itami in a televised match, which was aired at April 22 last year at NXT. However, he left around same time this year, around March 31, 2015, after like WrestleMania or even before that. WWE later confirmed that, you know, CJ leaving the company April, April 3rd. What can I say about the legacy of CJ Parker, eco-warrior as jobber of NXT? All I can say is he did a great job giving people, giving these debuting guys of NXT like Mojo, like Kevin Owens, like, I don't know, the quote-unquote real debut of Baron Corbin to the NXT roster, a good way for them to be, to debut. He really put these guys over, so... Good job on you, CJ. It sucks that he's gone, but hey, I guess, you know, people have to move on. And you can't be a jobber for life. I think that's what he saw there. So I think he's happy with where he is right now. I think he's in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I don't follow NG NJPW. So if you do, you can hit us up here on Channel 14 and tell us how CJP is doing. Speaking of emailing us, that's all the time we have. Please don't forget to contact us here at channel14.com. You know, you can follow us on the Twitter. That is at CH14 on the Twitter. You can also add us on your Google Plus page if you have a Google Plus. You can email us. You can email me specifically at contact at channel14.com. All right. I'm on a roll. Also, please don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yes, we have a YouTube channel here at Channel 14. That's right. And do not forget to support us, please. You can pay us at PayPal if you are kind enough and if you have even a dollar to spare. We have a link to PayPal and we have a link to Patreon. Right now, we are at $10 of our monthly. That's right, our monthly target of $15 a month. So I'd like to give a shout out to our four patrons who have given kindly to our donation goal of $15 per month. Please, if you have a dollar or even less, or if you just want to feel, help us unsuck, please do become a patron. If you want to cancel after the first month, that's all and well for us. But please do if you have money and if you're kind enough to do help us unsuck and that's all the spiel i have for you that's it take care i welcome you to the off tangent segment how are you guys doing today I am so pumped up for Earth R2016, baby! So what are you waiting for, guys? Between 8.30 to 9.30 tonight, please turn off your lights and grab your cell phone or camera and take an Earth R selfie. I'll have one. Heck, I have one last year. And if you're listening to the page of Jobber Talk of this episode you can click downwards there's a link there with my earth r selfie that's right i had an earth r selfie you should do it too that is the 
in thing every earth are. And in the next few days, it will finally be um, April. April has a very relevant day in my heart, which is April 1. That's April Fool's Day. So please tune in or check out channel14.com. Check out this site on April 1st. There will be a surprise. You know what it is? You don't. For those of you who don't know, you should know. Uh I'm stealing Brian Leo's stuff right now. I'm sorry, Brian Leo. For those of you who don't know, you should know that on the April 1st, episode of Jobber Talk, there will be... (laughs) 